Okay, well, I'm on. I think you can hear me. This morning has kind of gone a bit like this year. Nothing has gone to plan, but that's okay. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed the service so far. And like everything else this year, uh, it's kind of been a bit different to what we normally do. We normally have the building full. We'd be singing carols together. There'd be the gospel choir. But it's a bit different this year, isn't it? Um, that's been a bit of a theme, isn't it, this year? Everything is different, the new normal, etc. Uh, it's been a challenge, isn't it? As we approach Christmas, we were hoping for relief in seeing friends and family, but uh, for a few days, that even now seems that's not going to happen, especially for us in the southeast. One of the things we've lost this year through the pandemic is um, the connection, the connection with those we love. I mean, we kind of keep connected, don't we, online, but it's not quite the same. We've, we've lost that physical connection with people. Uh, many of the news articles have been about uh, not being able to hug our loved ones, how the elderly in, the, in homes haven't been able to hug visiting relatives, uh, grandparents not being able to hug uh, grandchildren. I mean, a year ago, a hug was something we all took for granted, or maybe now you're one of those people, you're, you're glad you can just leave a social situation because you're not quite sure whether you should shake a hand or or hug someone and we all now just have to leave by saying bye you might be one of those people right? you're happy with that um, even the rise in dog ownership this year has kind of seen how people are desperate for companionship and closeness and they just want to hug something um, even if it is uh, furry and a bit smelly uh, but we are meant to be with each other that's why it's been so difficult this year we're meant to be with one another we, whether you're an introvert or an extrovert, you know the introverts that are always posting on social media about introversy. Um, uh, when, whatever your camp you are in, you are made to be in community or family. And when we get to Christmas, it kind of even normally stirs up all sorts of different emotions. But this year, it's, it's magnified. Do we see family? Are we saddened of lost loved ones or... Uh, loved ones that we can't see or spend time with. That is why it is so important to remember what Christmas is all about. That long ago, God became man. That what we heard about in that amazing nativity story. And he dwelt among us. And it's why Christians should be the most hopeful, especially through what we've been through. And we can look forward with hope. And we look back and know that there is a God who came, who became man. And this is an event rooted in history. We can see that Christmas, at Christmas time, God has gone to great lengths to be close to his creation. Christmas means that God is not content with just being a concept in our lives. That he really did become man. In the person of Jesus, he's Emmanuel, which we sing about at Christmas. Emmanuel, meaning God with us. No other religion does God become Emmanuel. God with us, literally becoming man of flesh, because the message is that we can't save ourselves. That God needed to come. In the carol, Hark the Herald, it, there's a line that says, Veiled in flesh the Godhead 
sin. Hail, the incarnate, that is Jesus, deity, God becoming man. He's incarnate deity, the deity in Jesus becoming man. Pleased as man with man to dwell, Jesus our Emmanuel. We see at the beginning, the reading from John, that he, Jesus, was with God in the beginning. In him was life, and that life, that life was the light to all mankind, and the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. John also tells us that he was in the world that was made through him. This is Jesus. The world didn't recognise him, and not everybody received him. But to all who did receive him and did believe in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. At, at Christmas, we can focus on this amazing birth, but also the amazing story of Christmas is about a second birth, which can be our second birth when we believe in his name. And you might be thinking, well, I'm, I'm not even sure if there is a God or if he does exist, where's he been this year? I know that although through this year it's been difficult, sometimes tragic, I know that God has been in amongst the suffering. In no other religion does God come down to man. It, every other belief system is about man working their way up to God. But in no other religion does God come and experience suffering for himself. And if Jesus is wonderful counsellor, prince of peace, you should want to be with him and know him. He's called counsellor because when you're going through something difficult, it's always good to talk to someone who has walked the same path, who knows personally what you've been through. And nowhere else, no other religion does it say that God truly understands from the inside of your experience. No other religion says that God has suffered, that God had to be courageous, that he knows what it's like to be abandoned by his friends, to be crushed by injustice, to be tortured and to die. And Christmas shows us that he knows what you're going through. And when you talk to him, he understands. Jesus had the infinite glory of being mighty gods, yet he became one of us to know our darkness. He saved us by going to the cross, which he did voluntarily, freely, out of sheer love for us. You may have seen one of the angels in the nativity uh, video saying, or maybe shouting, that he will be like a good shepherd, caring for all people. Well, I think we've seen up and down the country this year, churches being involved in communities, helping people who have suffered the effects of this pandemic. Christ has no hands or feet but ours, a famous saint once says. Though people are being, it's through people being affected by God's love and then going out and sharing it with others. I know for me, outside of the God of the Bible, there is no sense or, or hope, especially after what has happened this year. And it has highlighted it for me even more, and it has for many others. Outside of God, there is no hope. 
And all this suffering is meaningless. But if this is true, what we, what we believe about Christmas, what we believe about Jesus, if this is true, we know that all of history is not reciprocal, that it's just going to repeat itself, but it is linear and it's going in one direction. And it's heading to when Jesus does return. And we know this because this year has been bad and there's something inside of us that tells us that suffering and pain is not right. That we were made for something better. We were made for um, God's design, which when he made the world, it was perfect. God had a perfect design. And we were made to be in that perfect design. And God has a design for our lives now, for every area of our lives, for our jobs, our relationships, what we do with our time and our money, everything. God has a design for our lives. But the problem is every single one of us has chosen to go our own way. And we want to be our own God and we depart from God's design for our lives. And the Bible calls this sin and it moves us away from God's perfect design and the problem is we've moved away and then that brings us into a place which I'm sure you agree if we look at the world right now there's brokenness all over the world brokenness can feel like pain or or shame or loneliness or feelings of emptiness but sometimes we try to escape from this brokenness with maybe relationships or careers or even religion or maybe addictive behaviours. But every time we try to pull away from that, it just pulls us back in into that world of brokenness. And ultimately, everything we do, it leaves us wanting more. And we know that that change cannot come from within. We can't look within and hope that things will change. Something needs to happen. And that is the gospel. The gospel is meaning good news. And the good news is that Jesus has come. That's the good news this Christmas. That God became man and dwelt among us. Lived the perfect life. Died on the cross. Taking the sins of the world. And when Jesus went to the cross, he paid the penalty for my sin and for yours. And when we trust in uh, Christ's work on our behalf rather than our own moral efforts, God forgives us and accepts us. And he puts in us his Holy Spirit and then starts to change us from the inside out. And the way we get to that is by repenting. And repenting literally means turning from our own life and choosing to go God's way and believing in what Jesus did for us. Believing in him, believing that he died on the cross for our sins. And that brings us into his kingdom. Believing what he did. We have the opportunity then, once we're in his kingdom, to recover and pursue God's design for our lives. And then once we're in God's design, we, he then sends us back out into that world of brokenness to, to spread his love and to help others. So 
If you're watching this this morning, can I just ask you a question? Where do you fit in that right now? Are you trying to recover and pursue into God's design? Or are you still in this brokenness? And because the only way you can get back to this, the only way where you'll find long lasting peace, even in the midst of a global pandemic, is in God's design. So what you, the Bible tells us you need to do is repent and believe and receive the good news of the gospel. And then we can start to recover and pursue God's perfect design and plan for your life. By putting your trust in his death on the cross to make us right with God. He's offering you a gift of new life today. Eternal life. You can come into your every day existence. He can be your Lord. You might not understand everything or even have your doubts, but he promises to come into your life, hear your prayers and give you peace in the midst of it all. Just consider that for a moment. Look at those three circles. Where are you right now? And where do you want to be? And you can receive that gift today. You can speak to God now and know that the Lord who knows you and loves you is listening now. I'm just going to say a really short prayer. And you can say this. You can probably say it quite loud because you're at home. Or you can say it quietly, just in the peace and quiet of your own heart, if you like. Because you might be here and you want to be here pursuing and recovering God's design for your life. So I'm going to pray and you can just um, pray after me, if you like. Father, we want to thank you for sending your son, Jesus. Jesus, we thank you that you came. You became poor for us. You lived the perfect life for us to fulfill the law. And then you died for us, taking all of our sin and our shame. So that we could know God, that we could recover your perfect design for our life. Lord. I pray, help me, forgive me, come and fill me with your Holy Spirit. And I'm sorry for turning my back on you. Come and fill me with your Holy Spirit and help me follow you for the rest of my life. Amen.